this is different. Are you ready to make room for daddy? Ah, a little something for daddy. I'm stuck in make the sure washer. Make sure they're good in the legs, dead. good in the teeth. Mm. <laughs> a little something for daddy. Hey guys, it's your favorite final girl and boy, Emily and Nick, and your favorite final Mike, uh, coming at you with a new Hi. episode of Gag Me With a Knife, a weekly podcast where we dissect, disembowel, and hey, girls, uh, the best and worst slasher movies. It's time to celebrate uh, our daddy. Daddy. Again with uh, 19, uh, 1989. Nick, is this movie about you? N- n- I, oh, no, oh, God, no. I kill those things. Uh, <laughs> uh, Stepfather 2, Make Room for Daddy. Uh, sh- Wait, room. is that no, room? no, no, no. Shut up. That's what it's called. No, it's called Make Room for Daddy. <laughs> I didn't know. Right. I didn't Emily's going to read the box for Daddy. After a daring escape from a psychiatric hospital, the stepfather, Terry O'Quinn... After a daddy escape? A a daddy escape. (laughs) A daddy escape? He assumes a new identity and sets out in search of another family to marry into and kill. He finds the perfect victims. Attractive, recently divorced Carol Grayland and her teenage son, Todd, played by Jonathan Miranda's. Hey, she's played by Foster. Posing as a warm and caring family therapist named Jean, he appears to be the ideal <laughs> second husband and father to these two lonely people. But Carol's <laughs> best friend, Maddie, who's played by Stretch from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, suspects that Jean is too good to be true. And when Carol's first husband returns to, to attempt a reconciliation, he triggers Jean's fear of discovery, sending him off on a psychotic killing spree. Jean secretly eliminates everyone and stands in his way until the day arrives to marry Carol, one of the most unforgettable and horrifying wedding days ever filmed. Your thoughts? Fucking really? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It is what it is, good. and uh, you know the way the uh, the way I like it is the way it is. That's so. true. It's basically <laughs> just the first movie again, except for I think that this one's more believable than the than the first one because in the first one the kid. It's the girl that figures out everything. But she's like 17. Yeah, but I, I still don't think she would know how to go through to, through all those avenues. In this one, it's the friend that figures out everything, and the kid just kind of is in the dark, which I would assume that's how it would actually happen you, if this happens. You happened, have to so. keep children in the dark. They're better that way. Yeah, in like total darkness. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're light in sensitive. The, in a closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Attic they're space space sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get, get us going, Mike. All right, so we hear some audio abuse, uh, and then <laughs> audio abuse. Yeah, audio? it's like, "Hi, honey, I'm home," and it's like, "What the fuck you mean you didn't make steak for dinner?" <laughs> audio abuse. Oh, you yeah. don't get your pudding if you don't eat your meat. Oh, it's. And, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, flash, I think that's a flashback. One. No, I think that that dad stuff was a flashback from his childhood, because he never says you didn't eat your meat. Oh, in I, stepfather. no, that's from fucking. A Pink Floyd song. I was just saying oh. that shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's from your childhood. Kids. No. <laughs> but you there can't are get scenes, your pudding. There are like scenes directly lifted Who from part one. doesn't want to eat their meat? Like the meat is the best part. It's the best part. <laughs> yeah, Vegetarians, girl, I guess. Meat. But <laughs> I've had meat cabbage and I'd like some pudding, sir. I don't like meat. You I mean, d- no, you make pudding for yourself, Mike. <laughs> that's batter. <laughs> Gross. Um, so you it. see from the first movie where Daddy gets stabbed, and you see the end of the first one where she he's on the staircase and he gets his final kills from Jill Sholin's character. I can't remember her name in the movie. What else but was she in? She's she's in something she's, else that we're going to be covering in the future. I can't. Well, anyway, he wakes up. He wakes right up now. in a storm in a cell, starts fingering his scar. 
Put it on his glasses. Why do you say fingering like that? <laughs> and the text tells us it's Puget Sound Psycho Psycho. Psychiatric hospital, and then it says Puget Sound. <laughs> oh, Washington. she was in Cutting Class. Okay, with Brad Pitt. Oh. Brad Pitt's first like feature film. We're gonna do that at some point. It's a. Is that about dissolving the middle class? No, it's about no. cutting. About <laughs> and it's not about cutting class right either. She does go to school. Oh. I don't know. At the end though, he's, he's like, "Don't cut class." It's a docudrama. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a docudrama. Brad Pitt in the Sweet. in the eighties. Fucking awesome. I'd fucking watch that. So, Daddy's visiting his new shrink. And the new shrink wants him to trust him, so he like takes off his cuffs and he like goes uh, makes the uh, officer go outside. He does a bunch of shit guard. he shouldn't do. Yeah, shit he shouldn't do. He gives him a camel cigarette. This movie Stepfather Two Breath. He does a fucking no, like Terry O'Quinn. His that character does not do bad. Like he doesn't smoke and doesn't like he's yeah. very he's fucking, like I don't even smoke. What's wrong with smoking? Then we see him in nothing, the nothing except for Terry O'Quinn. It's shit. Smoking cigarettes is so fucking cool. Uh, yeah. And it, it makes it, you look cool immediately. No. Just like, like a Paul McCartney. You guys like, want to try to quit with me? Fuck no. No. <laughs> okay. Well, we People see. People are always like, kids are always like, do you vape? Do you vape? And I just, like, do obviously, it's, vape, it's none of their business. So, like, I'm like, it's none of your business, but I want to be like, um, I smoke cigarettes like a real fucking human being. I mean, like, okay. Jesus no, 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 no. I, 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 I date vape, and when I'm on a date, I don't smoke a cigarette. You're vaping right, right now. I'm, I'm vape, a date vapist. We can't no. smoke in here. Ben vapes. I just, I'm vaping I, right now. I'm at this Miami Mint. <laughs> by Elf leave Bar. It here? Brought to you Elf by Bar. Elf Bar. And Camel Cigarettes. Sponsor as Elf Bar. Shrinks, new shrinks everywhere. Love Camel Cigarettes. And give we'll turn the, the kids on to this Miami Mint. Well, okay. they're not going to make jewels anymore. So so we see the daddy. Jewel. Daddy's in the activity room building a model of his house. And then he's talking about how he killed his dog, basically, by punishing it. And the ultimate. We punishment. see him plotting with hair. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. So oh, he's clipping yeah. his pubes I didn't understand or later like how he has hair. It's because he was collecting it to put on the top of his head. Yeah, so he wouldn't look. That's what bald. I. That's what I kind of thought. But that wasn't. The, he, but whatever he made into that haircut, haircut that he has later does not look like where he's pulled hair out. He's also making a shank, but we don't see that until about now because he the, he, he puts it underneath the, the dad out. the dad like figurine that he's using with the because the the psychiatrist gets freaked out because he's like you know what happens when the broke when a home is broken and then he like he smashes break, it. he smashes it so the psychiatrist like hits the panic button which makes the uh, cop come in, stepdaddy but smirk. he's but he's like, but then he picks it up. He's like, he's you like, rebuild it, and, and he sends him back out. So he's like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Okay, fine, you go and leave. He tells the cop to leave, and then he grabs the figurine <laughs> of the dad, which has a neat like a needle underneath. It's, it looks it. like a shank. It's like a prison. Shank. Well, it's, it says he's killed by a needle, so. Whatever. I can tell you a white person wrote that list. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's a, a fucking shame. So I would, I would, that's what I would call it, not, but whatever. A anyway, needle's yeah. really thin. This is like, it was bigger than a knitting needle. Uh, but no, it wasn't. I've seen bigger. I think it was. What do you guys think? Don't know. ask us. Get on our Patreon and we'll listen to what you say. <laughs> so he stabs Doc in the, the back of the What does that even mean? Pay for us to listen. Hey, that's a good, so, that's a good reference for psychiatrists. After the... <laughs> After the <laughs> after the guard, or I'm sorry, after the doctor is killed, like by getting a sni- like where is it? he hit him in the back of the back neck. of the neck, yeah. And uh, he hits the guard button again. The guard's like, God damn it, these psychiatrists. 
and he comes back in there and gets beaten to death with his own nightstick. And then Dad, I thought the uh, imagery of the needle in the back of the neck was good. It was good. That was a good kill. But uh, Daddy dresses up like the guard, walks out, and you can hear all the shit. Like his name's Gene now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's not, different. Also, when he I'm killed the guy, when he killed Smitty, that was a, that's the cop's name. Like that's his nickname. When he kills him with the nightstick, he, it that did not look like that would kill somebody. No, that he, it would just knock him out. I just imagined he shanked him too. But you got to shake somebody a lot of times. Like it's you called about, a needle, Mike. You hear about people in jail getting said like 40 times with that shit. So he walks right out of there, even though the alarm's going off and everything. And he goes to the train station. We're in Puget Sound, Washington. He goes to the train station, offers to help some guy like put stuff in his trunk. But then he really puts the guy in his trunk. <laughs> yeah, so it's, he, he it's like a traveling a salesman. He offered to help putting something in a dude's trunk. Which is a smart guy to kill because the that guy is traveling around all the time. Kabodi. So, like, who's going to miss him? You know what I mean? Like, it, when they do have families, they expect them to be gone for long periods of time. And if they, a lot of, most of the time, they don't have a family. So, it's like, oh, he's just gone on business. Yeah. And this was a... So if anyone ever wants to kill somebody, you should probably kill a traveling salesman. There's a or a, Je- or maybe now. a Jehovah's Witness. Not as much now because of cell phones and shit. Well, Jehovah's Witnesses still cameras there. on every goddamn corner. We ain't got no privacy. We're not. We don't have circuit Back TV the like the, the okay, like Brits do or something. It's not like that. Just you. Okay. okay, so we see just you wait in the yeah, bathroom. So he becomes yes. president and puts video cameras in everybody's fucking bathrooms. I work for Cobra. <laughs> the You're spanking off. Company? That's good. Now eat it. Cobra is not the insurance company. It's yes, the it is. It's a health insurance company when you can't get anyone else to cover you. Then Cobra the bad covers guys you. In- G.I. Joe. Anyway, okay. Well, you know a lot about Cobra life. Commander and Sons. Law firm. Cobra Commander. <laughs> So I think the next scene that I that okay. like stuck out to me is he's doing video dating, so, which is not going well. Come on now, let me get my thing in. He's got new eye color. That's what he said. He's an important. I know this is important to the fucking story. He stops at a hotel in Portland. He puts mm. in some colored contacts. He gets some room service, and he's watching puppets. And then about himself on the news. And then there's a show Dream House on, and that's where he hears about this. Southern California neighborhood that he ends up going to. <laughs> and the next thing we that does happen is Meg uh, Foster, Carol, the love interest of Daddy, she is showing oh. Clifford Jean his new house, the house he's going to buy. And she ends up living right across the he's street. He's going to lease it because the people are like doing a two-year yeah. thing and then he can like buy it after two years or something like that. And he tells her he's from Connecticut. And she's like, oh, the people, at least in this house, are moving to Connecticut. Blah. And he's like, uh, wrong part, lady. And we see her skateboarding son. Jonathan Brandis. He's in Ladybugs, a never-ending story. Oh, my God. I, listen, Ladybugs is one of my favorite movies from I wrote, John I Allen. know him from somewhere. It was also in C-Lab. He killed himself, though. For a second, I was like, is that the guy from Silver Spoons? No, that's Rick Schroeder. But, um... But Jonathan Brandis did kill himself. He's uh, a pretty, he, he hung himself boy. when he was like Wait, eight. what? Yeah. He killed himself? Mm-hmm. He hung himself. How long ago? After C-Lab, that, mo- that show that he was in. C-Lab like, 2020? It wasn't going to. Yeah, he was in that. He was like the. The cartoon? No, no the real one. Okay. Um, But so he, uh, he uh, hung himself, I think. His mom is trying to spoil him with pizza and baseball cards. So he's like, that player got traded. Uh. Oh, C-Quest. 
Sorry, C-Quest. he's in Sequest. He loves um, he was tw- but He is part of the 27 Club. He hung himself when he was 27 when, like, gigs started. Uh, I think Sequest got canceled, and then, like, he didn't have any jobs coming in and got, like, super depressed, and then he killed it's himself. It's like Star Trek underwater. Yeah. So, Meg is, uh... After her son's being a jerk at her kindness, uh, Meg sees on the news about the... They don't show his picture. It's just like, a dangerous criminal yeah, broke out that, of the news today. I was today. like, it, I was like, like if this guy was so fucking wanted... If they'd shown the picture wanted. on the news, she would have seen him and be like, that's the guy I just showed the house to and called the fucking cops. Because he doesn't look that different. Now, the Thanks third a one, lot, modern news media. And the third one, since, it <laughs> is, the since it's, a, it's a different actor, he's, he's gotten uh, plastic surgery. But... All, at this point in time, in 1989, they like, had America's Most Wanted, they had fucking Unsolved video. Mysteries, and they w- their pictures would have fucking been on that thing. Yeah. If you're in a, if you're having a nationwide <laughs> manhunt for somebody, they, they put their fucking picture up. They could have showed it, because she looks out the window and sees him, and this is when he starts video oh, she, she Oh, she just happens to look away and look at him right when they show his picture, and they only put it up there for two seconds. I guess he's been talking to a lot of psych psychiatrists or psychologists so he's pretending to be a psychiatrist and using their jargon now yeah what was he oh he's a real estate agent he pretended to be a real estate agent in the first one mm-hmm. the video dating those girls were awful yeah they were <laughs> it really like, bad it was what, like facebook dating now it was like the one of them was like now he are you they facebook said ridiculous dating shit i'm trying to what's it like not not good. <laughs> it's like it's like being a stepfather too, and you're trying to video. Date. Are you trying to kill these ladies? No, ladies, beware, Mike. Is a... <laughs> I'm trying to do all the stepfather shit except the killing. Oh, so you're wait. trying to get buried. You're trying to fake a life. Oh, Mikey's looking for love. Do you think that's what this guy was doing in this movie? Hey, ladies, I've given my phone number. What episode was it in? Uh, you, oh, you've done it in two listeners, episodes. you figure that out. It's a night to dismember and Travis's it's other pick, Invisible Maniac, that just came out. Oh, he shit, that's Travis. What Both of them are Travis's episodes. Is he the one that texted Mike. me? He needs some love. Is Travis the one that texted me? He's not no, going to kill you. Who was that? that? Just another, that was just a random listener. No, he's a Patreon. Oh, then that hell like, yeah. uh, How you doing, boss? Not a $5 <laughs> hey. one. Oh. You need to get up to the next Even tier. Even you call him. Like, just, I don't know. Somebody talk we, to this We guy. can FaceTime if you go up to the next tier. Oh, my yeah, God. I'm just kidding. I'm not, like, I'm and you can FaceTime with Mike if you want. If you listen to the episodes and get his phone number. If you pay a little then extra, he'll FaceTime quit. with you while he's at work. <laughs> well, I could be getting paid twice at the same time. <laughs> Wait, I don't get any of this fucking money. I... Oh, <laughs> Pretty good one too. Hey. Where you uh, kill me? Um, <laughs> I wish someone would. That was not a suicide joke because I had to go to awake. Keep yesterday giving your number out and somebody will. <laughs> it was sad. No, it was if they kill me, does that mean they really love me? No. <laughs> like isn't love like no. the flip side of hate or something? Well, and then they said there's a thin line between love and hate. So yeah. If somebody gets obsessed, if with someone me, cares so much that they would kill you, don't be yeah, like, that's don't very be like the terror firmer guy. If you love me, just say it. Don't, okay. Linear, linear, Mike. Oh, you, you'll get it someday. Yeah, kids. those dudes who shot us up. That was an I act of love. <laughs> I lost my goddamn yeah. spot. Like, That's yeah. a real, real it kind thing. It, well, it, it, I know they cared. I think okay. he's talking about in crimes of passion. Uh, crimes of passion. <sighs> oh, my 
God. Is, like, but people, when a husband kills his wife because she's stuff. fucking cheating on him or something. Go on. All Just right, fucking so go. We're at the psychologist lady circle thing at his house. I think it says fucking It is at his house. He has, like, I don't even know how he got these women. Like, the, But this one lady's great. She says that her husband gets angry with her because she couldn't learn how to hum the tunes from cats while she was blowing him. What? Well, no, for, at first she's like she she's like she couldn't learn to hum cats and her cuz her husband really liked like the rum that, her that's husband so really liked too, to like hear the rum it. And then, song and or then like, like, cats or some shit. And then uh, he's like, "Well, if he that's nice that he likes the way your uh voice sounds." And she's like, well, but I have to it's do it when I'm blowing honey. it. Blowing it. Then he's not very, he's over it at that point. It's like gross. Dude. Yeah. He's sucking a dick trying to like hum jellical cats must be really difficult. I don't know any cat songs. You've never seen the play? No. Not an Andrew Lloyd Webber kind of guy? Yeah, but he, I think he kind of feels like the ladies are giggling at him or they're really giggling at her. Um, and this is where we first see Stretch, Caroline Williams playing Maddie. Um, we hear Carol's story about how her dentist ex left her for a 22-year-old receptionist. And she's out gardening and when Daddy gets home and she goes and helps him pick pick up the groceries because one of his bags broke. And she's like, oh, just get somebody else to cook for you. I thought she was going to cook him dinner, but no, they just ordered Mushu pork. <laughs> they just ordered Sweet, some Chinese. Yeah. yeah. Mushu pork. And they have dinner with Todd. Todd's the son and he tries to they're bonding over balls and hammers um, because he's teaching him how he's teaching him how to throw a baseball and he's teaching him how to nail a nail with a hammer oh yeah yeah, because Todd's making a lot of noise then he offers him a big sandwich a glass of milk and a whistling lesson where he teaches him how to whistle Camp Town Races. Whistling Dixie over there. Camp Town Races sing the song. Camp Town Racetrack five miles long. Somebody all day. Gonna work all night. Gonna work all day. Where is the scene coming up where he's like mad in his in his like workroom and he's just like yet screaming make room for daddy it's, while he like hammers and something he's like real mad. It's yeah, so it's ridiculous. Coming. I promise I'm going to get there. It's uh, well, going to get there he, soon. He, the reason they're using the hammers, they end up building a ramp. And Sweet. He takes a picture of them, and that's his new target. Sick. This is the family he wants to be in. Then we go back to the... It's a good picture. We go back to the ladies' circle, but Carol's not there, and he sees this Phil, her ex, in the driveway with his... Is that a Volvo? I think it's a Volvo. I don't know. I didn't... Really and he acts like they he's sick. What car he was so, so Maddie Stretch is talking, and he's like, keeps looking out the window. He says he has a headache, right? So she, she can tell she, he's not paying she's like, attention. Are, yeah, she's like, um, did you even hear what I'm saying? He's like, it's all written down. So he ends the session early, so he can figure out what's going on over at Carol's house. And while he's over there, Maddie goes back and like looks at his stuff or something. Well. Like he, so he goes to Carol's and he meets Phil, and then yeah, he goes Phil back trying, home. We find out Phil is trying to reconcile with Carol. Yeah, and he's not even act. He's acting like, "Oh, is Todd home?" Like he's not even acting like he's there. He's kind of being a coward. But uh, he goes back across the street, goes downstairs, starts angrily sawing. That's when he's stuff. like, "Make room for Stre- Daddy, huh?" Stretch uh, goes, comes back to get her hat that she left, and he's not answering. So he just lets, she just lets herself back in to get the hat. Not but a good idea sp- to ever do that. She ends up snooping 
in his book and sees there's nothing. He didn't write a single word. It's a blank book. Oh. So, but he has been like pretending he's writing. He's pretending so to he write. doesn't even like you would think he would at least have like scribbles. He's down. a good imposter. And he was like on, on the page. page. Like he just went doing circles. Yeah. Or he's really good at seeming normal until he's drawing really penises yeah. or something. Yeah, there should be like crazy people, or uh, just like squir- like literal, just like lines, or, or it's like, like or the like Big Lebowski. Like, whenever like he sees the Jackie Treehorn, the porn producer, like go to the phone and like write something down, and then like walk off, and he goes over and like traces it like you would go uh, like uh, smearing the lead all over, it, and it's just a little dude with a heart. What dick. about like <laughs> like a collage of like what could have gone on in that phone call? Okay, so sorry about that. He's downstairs hammering the photo he just took. Like, God damn it. What does he say? He said he said something. Make room for daddy. Make room for daddy. 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 <sighs> so he ends up, she's like closing the book, stretches, when daddy ends up con- confronting her. And I thought he was going to kill her right there, but she leaves. And then we see Carol telling him that Phil is back and wants, uh, he wants her to send Phil to talk to him so he can check him out, make sure he's okay. So when Phil comes over, he's like, yeah, Carol doesn't love you. She told me to tell you she doesn't love you. And fucking Phil he puts, puts, out a cigarette he puts out a cigarette on his rug. rug which, uh, yeah, I'm sure stepdaddy didn't like that. And then he's like, oh, you know, I was just kidding. And while they are talking... He was like, it was talking, a test. He, I don't know what kind of test that would be, but he said it was a test. But while they're talking, Maddie and Carol are also talking and Carol's like, yeah, that dude's weird. He never gets mail from anybody except like junk and bills. He never gets any letters from Con- uh, Connecticut or whatever. And she didn't mention like, oh, and I saw him fucking breathing hard with a hammer. <laughs> but uh, go back yeah, to- And also there are no notes in his fucking psych- psychiatrist thing. Oh, yeah. She could have mentioned the important <laughs> stuff. But uh, we go back and Daddy is busting up bottle over Phil's head and he ends up stabbing him with the rest of it. Death by bottle. Then Carol is on the phone or she's trying to call. She's like she calls daddy and she's like is Phil still there? And he's like yeah we're just finishing up. But then she immediately starts blowing up his hotel room which is also where um, I guess daddy has wrapped Phil up in something and taking him to the hotel room. He He's puts him a, in his car, in his own car and drives But he like goes to the hotel room and cleans all of it out, checks out for him and shit. And she's calling the whole fucking time. He goes to this junkyard and starts his like reverse, doing reverse fucking burnouts yeah, and, then and he goes, shit. And then he ends up riding shit about American Phil. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. But uh, when he gets home, after that is when I think was the first time I noticed. I was like, also, if there's a huge national mayhem for this dude, how does no one recognize him? Why don't they put a picture? Because they don't put a picture up, but that just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, you never see his picture. Like, and the first one doesn't even like have a fake beard and shit. No, no, they don't. They do. It's the same thing in the first one. But I do like that in this one that I said this already that the kid hasn't like hasn't involved himself in the whole movie making us try to believe that a kid would figure all this out twice yeah so like in two different movies the kid figures all this out like i don't think so right, also Mike. this kid's a lot younger right, than Mike, let's go joel Schulman in the first one so <laughs> but i did write stretch your nosiness is gonna get you into trouble don't get me in trubs and so. he twists on camp town races again at some point i don't know 
I guess he walked all the way from the... I guess he walked all the way from the junkyard home. And when he gets back home, Todd's there. And he asks... He, they're talking about his dad. And he's like, it's not your fault. And this is... Yeah. When he teaches him Camtown races. This is when he teaches him Camtown races. Yeah. And then we see male girl. Sexy male girl. Uh, Maddie. Being nosy. She's looking at his mail like, what the fuck? She's nosing. This mail sucks. Straight nosing. And uh, Daddy's like, yeah, Carol, I don't think he's coming back. But... The, like there's a there's like the then we see his car getting there's crushed. a weird cut but there's, there's no it's, blood coming out of the trunk a, you think their blood would pop out yeah you would think so but there's like a weird cut in between like him being in love and the car being compacted yeah. like if he keeps He's, cutting back and forth he finally kisses her and there's this cool uh thing where the car Keys gets crushed and she's like she's crumpling up a Lay's potato chip bag brought to you by Lay's stepfather two Pringles. And then we hear, then they, they don't they don't use real Rice Krispies, but oh, uh, when he's he, he's uh, he's eating breakfast in the next scene, and he's like listening to the snap crackle and pop, but it's just like a generic Rice Krispie cereal. Well, <laughs> speaking so of stupid. speaking of little bubbles, uh, they're pouring snap champagne. Crackling. They're having a cookout, <laughs> and they announce that they're getting married. Stretch is not into it. She's trying to talk to Carol in the kitchen, and. Carol tells her to step off, and Carol or uh, Maddie's drinking Miller Lite, official beer of Stepfather Two. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's so much product placement. Yeah. Fucking yeah. movie. Wonder where they got their money from. Trying with Miller Lite. So Carol it's is Miller like, time. "Oh right, we just announced our marriage. We're gonna fuck." What was Spuds McKenzie? Was that Budweiser? But he won't fuck her. I don't know. The the dog. Spuds McKenzie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The dog. Budweiser. Okay. So, uh, my Matt, next note is when Stretch goes to talk to him. Well, <laughs> or when he, when he meets you up. You keep skipping her. five minutes, or you're just like, Yeah, because, because, because we don't need every single second of the movie talked about. Just well, like, we're wasting points. time that we could have been. Let's go, Mike. I'd already be there. Let's go, Mike. Well, <laughs> let's go, Mike. Mail. Let's, let's go, go, Mike. Let's, let's go, Mike. Mail time. <laughs> Stretch let's intercepts. Let's go, Mike. Let's <laughs> go, Mike. <laughs> He can't do it. No one can. <laughs> There's Let's some mail get from Portland. A little bit Y-I. I wish we'd hurry Why? up, but let's fucking do everything but talk about the goddamn movie. <laughs> that, that's what you want to cut down is the talk about the movie. <laughs> so, we can, yeah. so we can cheer. <laughs> okay. So, so Stretch cheer. gets some mail from Portland. She's like, oh. So we can cheer. And. It says that it's from a high school, and they're trying to find him for his 25th anniversary, okay? The reunion. Now he's listening to Snap, Crackle, Pop, Crispy Rice. They couldn't get Rice Krispies. They got all these other companies. Rice Krispies is like, we're not going to be in a horror movie. We're for kids. But Crispy Rice, they're down. But he loves he loves that it makes sounds. He has his head down there. He's having a fucking great time with it. He's a child at heart. So yeah, fucking. He gets a mysterious <laughs> phone call, and we see him meeting Maddie at the park. And it turns out that the guy who's named Dead Guy, because he got it out of an obituary. Yeah. This dead guy was black. Yeah, she was like, "This can't." He was like, like well, has a first, She says a few things first. She's like, "Well, uh, you know." She's asking questions, and he's he's kind of able to answer them at first, but then people change in twenty five years. Yeah, but then like, she's, like, change this she's like, she's like, can you change this? And it's team. an all black basketball team, and it's she's, like, this is should, an all black school. She so. fucked up. I know she's hell yeah. She's already seen that he has a weird, wild side. Like he was sweating with a hammer over her, right? And she doesn't go to her friend, and be like, bitch, this is that guy. That's 
yeah. he's pretending he went she went to him yeah and i'm like and then like, she gets she, it, she gives him an ultimatum i was like this is why you never give ultimatum stretch yeah but she tells she tells him that he 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 tells her there's a reason that he lied i can't remember what the reason was it doesn't really matter yeah. but he she's like either he you tell he's like right. i'll tell her today and she's like either you tell her about yeah this time or i'm gonna tell her so she's given him an ultimatum, which yeah. you shouldn't do with a fucking serial killer or anyone that's fucking lying about their identity because you don't know why they're lying about their identity. But whatever. Instead so, of telling her the truth, he goes home and he fucks her. So, yeah, he brings her flowers. <laughs> that's what you do. He shows a scar. You know, he's like, oh, getting that sympathy. And yeah, this man, Carol looked really good okay, during the sex. So weird sex scene, though. And she also call him, calls him the kindest weird man sexy. she's ever known. And that's what I said. Okay, I am sick of women getting a fucking bad rap because these crazy assholes like this. Kindest man you've ever known then turns on, turns on a dime. That's why you got to get somebody sweet and sour so you know they're real. Uh, Yeah, I've seen that too. And they, they then they just end up being all sour. Or you just have bad taste in men. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was funny. It's probably true. Yeah, uh, well. You hang out oh, there was us. a cat scare in this movie though, thank God. There, it's coming up. <laughs> so Maddie tries you to call, but Karen's fucking losers. Right? What? And... We what can. You I said you hang out with us and we're fucking losers. Yeah, but I'm trying to date y'all. No, no, never. <laughs> I'm nice. I'm honest. not trying to date you, Mike. No, Mike's trying to date Brad. Yeah, Mike's trying to date uh, Brad. Brad's Brad will friends. be here soon. <laughs> Why do we know Brad's your friend? Brad's arriving. He wants him. He wants him to be a special friend. Yeah, we got something special coming from y'all for y'all Patreons. Okay, so Pringles is on the table. Pringle light. And uh, she's on the couch. She wakes up cold because the window's open. She's like, what the fuck? She hears you're a noise. About, you're talking about a stretch, a.k.a. Stretch Maddie. Stretch is on the couch. Yes. Yeah. She grabs a letter opener, and she's kind of walking around being scared. And it turns out, oh, she hears a noise again. It's the cat in the I fucking... I fast-forwarded through some of that scene because it was way too much cat and mouse. Literally, because there was a cat there was in a the cat. trash yeah. can. And she ends up getting strangled from behind. I thought strangling looked really better than most movies. It did, and also when it shows she her when it shows her well. hanging, but when it shows her body hanging, did, did it give you a? Chub? It's supposed to look like a suicide, and it looked really it looked real. Good. It was in. It was so he finds really his mail, and so he can hide his tracks. He types a suicide note while she is hanging behind him, and then he steals wine, which is a big. Okay, the wine is is something that Carol and Maddie have drank earlier in the movie, and it's this special wine that Maddie's parents yeah. send her. So that's important to know because that's how she's that's an, one of the th- reasons that she's going to realize that he killed Maddie basically later on. So he steals the well, in the next basically the next scene. He gets scene. scared by an old man because he goes through Maddie's backyard into the next door neighbor's backyard. Oh, he went Sam, up the backyard. Because she lives like two doors down or something. This old blind man's like, who's there? And he just runs. After but he's he whistled, whistling. He's been camp, whistling. Camp, camp whatever. Camp, camp yeah, he's, Somebody he's, on the bay. Yeah, he's he's uh, whistling he, that. He comes back to Carol and she's like, where have you been? He's like, I had to go get... Some left, some seconds. He, he shows her the wine, and she's like, "Where the hell did you get wine this late at night?" He's like, "I have my secrets." Yes, you do, <laughs> sir. And then we see Maddie getting taken away by the medicos, and we hear oh, uh, Carol gets a phone call. I guess where she finds out Maddie's dead. But then as they show a picture of the church, which I guess is the funeral, and then they're at her empty house because the blind man comes over. The blind man kind of starts tapping. 
And he says that he, he heard something. He's tapping on the door, dancing. you mean? He's, <laughs> yeah. he's tapping on the window. He's like, Blind tapping. Da, 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 da. She's like, he's yeah. like, she had a lot of boys over, but most of them didn't leave in the middle of the night. He's like, and this guy was whistling a real old song I ain't heard in years. Goes, doop, 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 doop. That's my old man impression. Um, and Carol's like, who would, whist-? they're leaving, and she's like, who would be whistling Camp Town Race? <laughs> I don't know a lot of people. I mean, that's probably the she's most like, honest well, question anyone could ask. She's like, really who would know. be doing that? I don't know. She's I like, might, if I don't heard, know. But she says, I'd almost daddy. be mad if I was sitting on my porch and like uh, somebody walked, was walking down the street and it was like, I have a coworker. I'll be like, get them. They're fucking crazy. Like, I have a coworker. It's the same thing. It's like the circus thing. Like, her name's Campbell. Hi, Campbell. What's that? Like, so it, remi- it reminds me though of when you said that if if someone asked you on the you street what the, the four or the four elements of uh, phys- physics are, and you said you would walk away. They're like, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Like, or like they, they uh, just asked you if you could name them. You're like, even if I knew what they were. And someone asked me that I would walk away. I mean, that's got to be one of them. That's that's a physical repulsion. Psycho. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck you, dude. Like, oh, no, if somebody just walked up, I'd be like, okay, somebody's weird and not in a cool way, man. Like, you're like already digging in your uh, pocket for Jay, and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I would never do this, but uh, that'd be one of those things of just dropping change. Like I gotta get away from this psycho. Yeah, who's asking me about this? You can go on, Mike. All right, no, so homing. Carol really latches onto this new clue. She's like, I don't think I can get married until we we gotta find somebody that whistles that song so we can. It was maybe a murder or something. It, and he's like, yeah. I really want to make these real manipulative. He's real manipulative, real quick. Like, I think the let's level. Let's just go to the courthouse. I think the level and of she's her. Like, I want the whole nine yards, Daddy. Yeah, I think the whole thing of her being like, we need to figure out who whistled this song is a little, it, okay. So she's uh, like, at first she's kind of like, I want to postpone the wedding, but the next scene is the wedding. Here we are. And we get the wine clue because Maddie's mom and dad sent a case of that wine. She's like, oh, that looks familiar. It take, you can tell it takes a minute for it to click in. It clicked for me quicker than it did for Carol. Well, it doesn't really I'm click Carol all the, it doesn't really click all the way until uh, Todd, she hears Todd whistling yeah. camp. So Town we races. see Todd getting his bow tie tied by Jerry Terry Jean. Jean. Terry um, O'Quinn's his real name. He's yeah. that's not one of his old names. His whole name is Jerry Terry Jean. I'm no, it so, isn't. Yeah, I, I wrote wine and whistling because it just clicks. It's too Jerry right. Blake, Jean F. Clifford, and formerly Jerry Blake, Henry Morrison, Bill Hodgkins. And then at the same Jerry time, Jerry Blank from Strangers. The same, Jerry Blank. At the same time that his scenarios. mom hears the whistling. Gene also hears the whistling, and he's going towards it, but the mom gets there first, and she's like, hey, Tom, come here. Where'd you hear that? I couldn't really tell if he Todd. heard her telling. I don't think he did. I but, don't think he got there, because he put, gets put in well, the closet. he comes up right when, like, right when he's telling the mom. And he's, I think he's about to tell her, and he throws him in the closet. But then there's a conversation, and she's like, the wedding's off, dude. This- also, I wrote wedding crashers, am I right? But he loses his shit. That was my last note. I made. Tom's still like fingering the ring, and uh, Tom Selleck. Todd. Todd is still. Todd's he keeps fingering. Fang- he's the ring bearer, and he keeps fucking around with the ring. Hi, I'm Todd Fingering Jr. Turning <laughs> <laughs> at long, Ronnie Deutsch. So stepdaddy is beating the shit out of mom and Todd years, <laughs> and he goes in there and gets chased by Gene, Jerry, 
and he locks himself in a closet, right? And <laughs> in, <laughs> I, didn't, time, I didn't see that. I, I couldn't tell if he got locked in there himself or if someone he, locked him in there. I think or he, he locked did. himself in there. No, because not on he, purpose at first. Okay, because he, sa- he says he can't get well, out. He has to use that hammer to unhinge the door. Yeah, but that's I how didn't, he gets out. He's that's lo- why he's I didn't know. It's like I thought maybe Gene put him in there. I don't. I think because at first Gene was trying to get in there, but Carol's like, "Oh, he's fucking with my kid," so she comes running. And Jean tackles her over a table. It looked pretty hardcore. And she forks his hand to the table. Uh, Todd finds the hammer, gets it uh, as she's stabbing him. But he pulls the knife out as he's talking shit. Uh, step, step, day pulls the knife out. He just got stabbed with. And it looked like it was right in the heart. <laughs> like it was like, yeah, can must you do have, like missed about can like get, half of it. It's like on his left side. Inch. Can you get stabbed in the heart and just pull it out and still be menacing? I don't know. But uh, yeah. this is when Todd shows up and he knocks the knife out of Daddy's hand, and um, he sticks the hammers sharpened in that you would pull nails out with into the chest of Daddy, and he checks on his mom. She's okay. You see the crowd getting antsy, and then <laughs> they see the the bottom of the wedding gown. So here comes the bride comes on, and it's like, oh shit, she's bloody as fuck. And then Gene has stood up and he's like walking a few paces. Before he collapses in that back room and Carol collapses on the stage. The end. He dies, I guess. Well, but yeah. A... Yeah, I mean, he died in the first one too, but. Um, kill count. One kill is count. Dr. Joseph Danvers. Um, he, had, he had the back of his neck impaled with a needle at almost 11 minutes. <laughs> Two is Ralph Smith, Smith whose head is Shiv-shank. bludgeoned twice with a nightstick at 11 minutes and 30 seconds. So that's 30 seconds later. Rita Hayworth in the Shifshank Redemption. Three is the random <laughs> traveling salesman who's killed and put it. We don't see how he's killed. He's killed and put into a trunk at 13 minutes. He gets his hands crushed. Yeah, I mean, we see death. that, but like, I don't know otherwise. Four is Phil Grayland. Uh, he's impaled five times with a broken bottle at around 40 minutes. Five is Maddie Crimmins, who is strangled with a bathrobe and hung from the ceiling at an hour and five minutes. And then the sixth and final death is Gene Blake. I mean, sorry, Jerry Blake slash Gene F. Clifford slash the stepfather, formerly Daddy. Jerry Blake, Harry Morrison, Bill Hodgkins in the first movie. Mm. He has his hand, hand impelled to, to the table with a carving fork, his chest impelled with a kitchen knife and a hammer claw driven into his chest at an hour and 23 minutes. Okay. <clears throat> Can't so, kill Daddy. This is a wine scene production, I'm pretty sure. The yeah. budget was... Um, Sweet. At the estimated budget was $1,500,000. It grossed $1,519,796. It was intended to be a direct-to-video, but producers were impressed enough to give, it to, a, uh, to give it a limited theatrical release, which probably explains some of the reasons it didn't make as much as it probably would have if it had been like more widely released. Yet... Because it still, I mean, it made it back its budget barely, but they still released another sequel three years later with Robert Whiteman and Sergio Quinn. The video probably—they um, probably theatrically made the money back, and then video put it over the hump. I would think. Probably, but I mean, not. I don't. I've I've seen movies make a lot more of their budget back and not get a sequel. Yeah. Like pieces. Or I don't know a ton of fucking movies. Pieces. Probably even probably even Scream 1981. It made like a, over a million dollars. That couldn't have cost that much to make. Yeah. Okay, so the director Jeff Burr was famous for horror sequels such as this one. Um, he also directed Leatherface, 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Master- is, that, is that also the Slaughter's family? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Puppet Master 4 and 5 and Pumpkinhead 2. He oh, also- Blood Wings. Okay, so he also uh, yeah, made yeah. Maskers he versus also Aztec Mummy. <laughs> for a, from a Whisper to a Scream with Vincent Price, 1995's Night of the Scarecrow, mm-hmm. and 2006's Devil's Den with Devin Sawa and Ken Foray. Then, but that didn't really mean anything because Ken Foray will be in, in fucking anything. Dude, let's get him to be an R movie. So it's after a... a yeah, it is. Emily it Bill is a white scene production because after a the test, horror. <laughs> after a test screening of the film, studio executives Harvey and Bob Weinstein complained about the lack of blood and demanded reshoots. Jeff Burr refused, and director Doug Campbell was hired to do the reshoots. Hmm. In an interview, Burr commented they did a they they cut a little bit of the film out and they added some. Badly done blood effects. Badly done because Terry O'Quinn refused to do it. Really, they were meaningless, so that was irritating. Apparently, the same no, thing happened. What, on Google, it said uh, an hour and 33 minutes. The version I watched was an hour and 27 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. There's but, another an hour and 25 uh, So, it, apparently, the same thing happened with Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Did 3. Did I in this movie? Huh? No tits. Did they get cut? Yeah. Where's Meg Foster and, and Caroline Anyway, Where's the Chris? same thing happened to That's the director, the same director, when he did Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, kind of. That's one of the vegan. The test audiences responded positively to Ken Foray's character, so the studio brought in editor Michael K- something Coochie. to shoot a Coochie. new ending which focused on the character. Burr, oh, frustrated by the changes, asked that his name be removed from the final film, but was denied on the basis that film prints have already, had already been struck, which listed him as the director. So he was attached to the film after other directors such as Peter Jackson dropped out. So he had oh, a little, this was little a time Peter to prepare. Jackson so uh, Leatherface was. Oh, Leatherface. I was just saying that this kind of shit gotcha. happened to him a lot. Like, yeah. like they would do reshoots of his movies. This is and Night of the Scarecrow. That's not Dark Night of the Scarecrow. No, regular, regular Dark Night of the Scarecrow coming out the in the eighties. Night. Night of the Scarecrow came out in 95. Okay, Meg Foster, who played Carol, was in They Live, Masters yeah. of the Universe. Um, Dude, she's been on hot, two man. fucking Rob Zombie movies. Ugh, Lords of Salem in 31. She was in Lords of Salem is the only one I like. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, dude. She, she was in Jeepers Creep. No, I said she was Rob I was doing it to Rob Zombie. Oh, oh. Did she you was say also, Shrunken Heads? Hold on. Oh, she was also in Jeepers Creepers 3. She was Hera in Xena and Hercules. Almost wasn't cast. Uh, apparently, for this movie, she almost was not cast because of her striking light blue eyes. I don't know why. I think it's pronounced Hera. I think they're great. Yeah, I do too. But I don't know why you wouldn't. Because it's so noticeable. I guess. Um, so, do you have anything else you want to add yeah, that she the, was in? The shrink at the beginnings and Satan's princess. Oh no, I wasn't. I wasn't done. Oh, with, with Meg Foster. So, yeah, I was done with Meg, Meg Foster. She's um, in Carney, and Leviathan in the Wind. Uh, Caroline Williams, who pl- played Stretch and Tease CM2, Leprechaun. She was also in Leprechaun 3. She was in R- Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, gross. Yeah. And she was in Hatchet 3. She was just in that new Nick Cage Renfield movie. Um, Terry O'Quinn, apparently. Terry O'Quinn dancing is Veronica. Go shit. on with your uh, with the it. other cast, pe- I cast okay. things. Uh, uh, I've heard it's Todd's in It and the Never Story. Uh, Phil, the husband, was in Runestone. And he Hand looked Rocks really noticeable, but I could I didn't like recognize anything. He's in he Hand the Rocks in. the Cradle. He's like I've only I only saw that when I was little. So. Sally, the blowjob woman, was in Leatherface, so she must. You only saw the Hand Hand Rocks the Cradle when you were little. The, the, yeah. the guy who plays really that's beautiful poetry. So yeah. the guy who plays Smitty is in this movie called Zadar, Cow from Hell. That I've got to see. He's also in Grunt, the wrestling movie, and Memorial Valley Massacre. Doesn't matter. Memorial Valley Massacre matters. It's one of the other movies. 
Sam, the old man was in Waxwork 2. I actually two. like cool trivia, but... Demon Seed, <sighs> Last Starfighter, and Airplane. I That's love The Last it. Starfighter. The Last Starfighter is one of the best fucking films ever. That's um, why I mentioned it. Terry O'Quinn ad-libbed a lot of his dialogue, which I found hilarious because a lot of it was really fucking stupid, like... Make room for daddy saying that over and over. Yeah, that was weird. The Make makers of this daddy. movie originally had Kay Lentz and Susan Hubley in mind for the role of Carol. Hubley did, however, play Jennifer in Stepfather 3. Carol had a daughter and a dog in an earlier draft of the script, which makes sense since that was kind of like, I think they just wanted, they wanted a boy probably because the first one had a girl. Um, Apparently, Brandis Jeff is like, I don't want any fucking siblings. I only play only children. Apparently, mm-hmm. Jeff Burr was contacted to direct the film uh, before the script was even written for it. So I don't know why. But anyway, Brian Austin Green, who was famous for being David in Beverly Hills 90210, was originally up for the role of Todd, mm. which was given to Jonathan Brandis. Um, and the movie was made in four months, which, uh, by the way, seems like a long time, to be honest, compared to a lot of other slashers that are better but had like, less of a budget. This is more of a thriller, yeah, though. Yeah. So. Uh, it is more of like a psychological thriller, and so is the first one. So yeah, 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 no, no, yeah, absolutely. The the like, especially the first one. Like, that's that's the beauty of it. It's it's kind of different. So, so what what do you rate? <laughs> I'm gonna rate it uh, exactly what I rated the first one, just a little less because I've seen the first one, and uh, you know, it's like that's how it is. <laughs> like, it's exactly the same. You know? <laughs> so what you what did you rate it the first? Time? I can't remember, but uh, it's going to be that. Like, so everybody listen to that first probably one. Probably like two. No, I, I, no I everybody guess. listen to the first one. I like the first one. So. Um, I gave this one a three out of five because I gave the first one a 3.5. Man. And I thought it, I thought it was good. I thought it was well directed. I'm going Gentleman's Three, but it's because of Caroline Williams and Meg Foster just chewing up. I love to look at those ladies. Meg Foster's uh, beautiful. They're yeah, beautiful women, and they're good at, they're good at what they do, which is like, genre film they're the queens yeah, and, yeah. Uh, i thought the act, all good. the acting was really good i thought Terry it was tight there was no really holes except for the fucking news not showing his picture that annoyed me but and that then would kill the movie. there was a little bit the movement over the, five minutes the um scene where she where oh and maddie, stretch is being maddie chased, not going to her friend for a giving the guy a shot before she goes to her friend she's like check this shit out yeah that's kind of dumb also, her kill scene went on a little too long. The chase really? went on a little too long uh, for me. And then from th- from that it could point, have been more strength. like from her being her body being found to the wedding, like there was no reason for. Th- I mean, whatever. I guess no, there was reason for the blind guy coming back because he had to tell three them about for him. Three for me, three for you. I know three. Something yeah, three. <laughs> it's probably like a two point. Stay gagged on camel cigarettes, Pringle light, Miller light. Stay and... gagged on your daddy. <laughs> Stay gagged on that chick from fucking. Yeah, stay gagged on stepdad. She's hot. She's got weird eyes. Meg Foster. Yeah, Meg Foster. I would eat her hair out of the bathtub. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the drain. You're wondering why like no dating apps are doing well for him. He's like, because he'd eat their hair out of like the drain. Like with a lot of weird shit, man. (laughs) Yeah, wonder why you shit on a puppy pad. Anyway, (laughs) that's why it's weird. That's why hair hair balls come out of my ass. Because you've been eating hair out of the drain. Everybody likes eating hair, right? He goes into the sink at his work and just like picks out the hair. As long as it's a decent looking lady, yeah, hair. Compliment that I would eat hair. That's, that's a consumable hair. I don't eat Mitchell's hair. Gross. He said it's a compliment. Oh, no. That, that, that means he does because he, he, he mentioned a, a person. He just <laughs> said it, no, he said it's a compliment that I would eat her hair. I wouldn't eat Mitchell's hair. 
Well, I'm saying because she's a beautiful. Okay, I'm gonna go tell you this right now. Do not try to compliment a woman by telling them you eat their hair. That will not work. That's why no one's calling you. Check this out. The other day I gave a compliment. That's why you're on Facebook dating. I saw a pretty picture of a girl and I texted her. I was like, what? I was like, I'm gonna. Did you know this lady? I'm gonna put my eyes out so your picture is the last thing I see. What did you wait? Say it again. She's like, yeah, I'm not dating. She put a new profile picture, and I was like, I'm tempted to put out my eyeball, poke out my own eyeball. So this is the last vision I oh ever see. Oh my god, Mike! <laughs> what the fuck, dude? It, it was a joke. I'm no Casanova, but what the That's, fuck? You don't know the them, them Mike. The you can't just say that. No, and... I did know them. It was you said was that to somebody you knew <laughs> <laughs> in a dating reference. I mean, a joke. Yeah, there's one. a reason that I'm If you, told, if you said that you. to me, I would be like, you're a, well, I mean, I'll probably have a little more don't, lenience with you, but worry, I'd still yeah. be like, you're fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks a lot, Mike. <laughs> so not only are you being a creepy, you're also insulting me. So thank you. Wait, I was insulting myself. I just don't want to. Stay on self deprecation. Yeah. Stay <laughs> on Father's Day. So happy Father's Day. And stay gagged on all of our social media Instagram, Stay gagged on Daddy. Gag me with a knife podcast. TikTok, Gag Knife Pod. Become a Patreon for member shout outs, early access to episodes, bonus exclusive episodes, and fan requested episodes at www.patreon.com slash gag me with a knife podcast. And buy our merch at gagmethanifepodcast.com. We'll see you next time. Happy Father's Day. Fuck you. Bye. Mike, we got to talk. <laughs> hey there, little slugger. How do you do? I'm the man who lives next door. Sure is nice to meet you. I could be a good daddy, too. You. Does your mama live alone? I'll be the best she's ever known. I'll be a good daddy. Yeah. Hey there, lady. My name is Salesman Joe. I noticed that you live alone with your little boy and girl. I could chop some wood for you. My axe is in the car. Or maybe me and you, babe, could start a great big fire. I could keep you warm at night. I know how to treat you right. How you good, Daddy? Yeah. Then I woke up this morning. I just had to kill my wife. I hit her with some telephone or poke her with some knife. Don't make no difference to me. Any little tool will do me. I've been a bad daddy today. I just turned around, my whole family was gone, I've been a bad daddy. To all the girls I've loved before, who traveled in and out my door, I was a good daddy. Once in a while, I knew how to make them smile. But then snap, crackle, pop, I go over the top, turn into a bad daddy fast, yeah. Beautiful. Really, it's inspiring stuff. Terry, <laughs> beautiful material. Well, let's get to the big five countdown. I'm just, I'm just so deeply moved. I can't go on.